welcome back to the Lawali Life podcast. I'm your host, Alice Law, and this podcast is a mixture of incredible conversations with some amazing people and leaders in their fields from all over the world, talking about the greatest stresses and losses they've had to overcome and how they came back from them, sharing with you their expertise in their particular field, giving you all the tips and tools and tricks you need to get you back through yours and keep you inspired and motivated. This podcast focuses mostly on stress and loss because it's a fate that we all share to go through stresses and experience loss. So I wanted to dissect that a bit further and to find out people's really amazing experiences from how they came back from that. This week's guest is the amazing Danielle Page. Danielle is an astrologer based over in America. She is an incredible spiritual teacher and a Western astrologer. I obviously had Dr. Dennis on, on the other side of astrology, which is the Vedic side, and they both complement each other in different ways, two different types. So I wanted to bring on the best Western astrologer I'd come across, and that is definitely Danielle. I found Danielle a few years ago on Instagram and started following her work and was really blown away by her. She's someone that really, really stands up for what she believes in and really speaks the truth no matter who it might offend or you know might upset because she believes it in her soul and heart from all the various things that she does and teaches and tries to help people to see their own truth and the truths that are going on around them it was really timely to get her on the show at this time when there is so much confusion in the world and people are really actually going against the truth that they're being shown And that may sound a bit controversial, but I want Danielle to explain to you in this episode why we as humans need to wake up and what she means by this. So it's a little bit of a different episode. I hope you listen to it with an open mind and really enjoy all the incredible wisdom that Danielle shares. And let me know what you think of the episode on social media. We would both love to hear from you. I hope you enjoy. Amazing. Well, today I have the incredible Danielle Page. Danielle, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and chat today. I'm so excited to get into all the many things you cover and um, have a really interesting conversation. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, I'd love to start um, by talking about, because I know you said you went through a huge spiritual awakening essentially that got you onto the path that you now are well an astrologer a spiritual teacher many many things but how was that experience of an awakening for you I mean where were you in your life before then in comparison to where you are now and on your path and doing everything you do yeah I love that you asked that because um it's a it's a deeper understanding of my journey so my life before my spiritual awakening looked nothing like my life now. And I could have never even guessed that this would have been my life, but it's better than I would have ever thought. And that's also something that I want people to understand is sometimes we just can't visualize it, right? You know, we make our vision board, we make our five-year plan or whatever people like to do. And that's great. But most of the time, the most magical experiences are beyond our scope of current consciousness. So um, yeah, my spiritual journey or my spiritual awakening happened when I was 30. I had no idea this was coming for me. I was an interior architect um, living in Boston, working for one of the top architecture firms in the world that people would have loved and killed to get in. But I was miserable. I was, I would come home every day crying. You know, I didn't have the words. I didn't have the understanding, but I just knew in my soul 
that it's not exactly what I came here to do. And I think that a lot of people can understand that, you know, I didn't know what else there was, you know, a lot of people like, okay, I knew I wanted to be a doctor since I was four, this, and that's great. Um, I, you know, that wasn't the case for me. So I would come home crying and I just was not happy with it, but I did not know what else there was. And at this point, you know, there wasn't, I didn't have the understanding, you know, consciousness is always there, but I did not have the consciousness of, oh, you know, there's something larger at play, or there's a divine will, or there's a divine plan, or there's destiny playing out. I mean, I didn't understand any of that, right? So it was just like, okay, you know, I'm at this job that everyone's telling me I should be so happy and grateful for, and this amazing company, but I was miserable. So um, I, yeah, I was crying all the time. It just it felt like it was sucking my soul. And I think we could all understand and relate to that, of what that feels like. And I'm like, I did not come to earth just to do this all day long, you know? So uh, lo and behold, I, um, I was 29 at the time, living in Boston with my boyfriend, who I was with for probably like a couple of years. And we went to Paris um, for my 30th birthday. And it was this, you know, exciting thing. We were traveling all around France for about two weeks. I was so excited to not be working. And um, on my 30th birthday, he broke up with me in France. And, you know, that was a huge shock. And again, right now, if that's something that happened, I would get on a plane and be like, see ya. But again, I was younger. I didn't have the consciousness. I didn't have the money of, you know, even the power to be like, oh, I'm just going to leave. So we were there together. I was trying to figure out what was going on. I thought it was like something he was just a phase he was going through. Um, and then lo and behold, we came back and I was living with him. I had to move out of his place. And so that's when everything started shifting. And I moved back to California where my um, family is from. And that's when the economy tanked. So this was around 2008-ish. Um, and that's when the economy crashed. So there were zero design jobs. There was, um, you know, you, I had a master's um, degree in interior architecture and you couldn't find a job. And so I went home, the economy tanked. I was crying over my relationship, couldn't find a job, living with my parents, who I haven't lived with since I was 18. And, um, you know, really hitting rock bottom, I could say. Really hitting rock bottom. And then just, you know, after a couple months of being there, I this was nothing planned. I mean, I you can't plan something that is out of your scope of consciousness. I couldn't even fathom anything, but all of a sudden I started having dreams that were so intense that they would shake me for hours upon time, right? Upon waking. And then I had dreams that would start showing me things that would happen during the day. And I'm like, something is going on. It's like a twilight zone. Right. And I didn't understand. And then, so I just started listening, listening to spirit, listening to the sounds, listening to, Spirit talks to us all the time. It's not like Bob and my, you know, on my shoulder being like, hey, Danielle, you should go to the store to get this, this, and this, right? It's not like that, but it's subtle, right? And I just was guided and I was like, okay, I wasn't really sure what was going on. And then I started waking up and seeing spirits. And then I thought I was going crazy. I was actually scared for my health, mental health, um, that I was going crazy because I did not grow up seeing spirits. I mean, you have to understand, go from nothing to seeing spirits is a huge shift. Mm. It's wild, right? So that to me was very, very scary. And um, then I realized, you know what? I'm not actually going crazy because I have the consciousness to think, wow, this looks wild. Wow, this looks crazy. So if I was really having a mental breakdown, I probably wouldn't have the hindsight thinking this looks nuts. So I was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> going on here. I was like, let's keep going. 
And then through that journey, I was guided, you know, sit in meditation and I've never meditated. So I started meditating. And, you know, the long story short of this is this was several years of me. It's an ego death, really, of the old Danielle dying and the new Danielle, really the Danielle that's connected to my soul, the Danielle that's that is my soul, the Danielle that came to earth started emerging. And it's not all of a sudden like my personality change. I still, you know, we have the same personality, but it's the old limited beliefs, the old ways of doing things, the old ways of seeing things that are really hard. Just like everything that's going on now, people hold on to their old beliefs. Even if we have data or we have proof in front of them, they hold on to the old beliefs because it's too hard, right? So I already went through this almost 12, 13 years ago of basically having a major, major ego death. And it's not overnight. It's not one day. It wasn't like, oh, it happened and I was fine. This was years and years and years of clearing out my behavioral patterns and clearing out um, who I thought I was and where I was going and understanding what's happening in this world and understanding that there's a world beyond this physical 3D realm. And that's the biggest thing that I can say is that there is a whole world beyond this 3D. And we are, I'm just going to go there real quickly. We are dumbed down. We are, um, you know, controlled and we are manipulated to believe in a box, whatever that box is, to believe in that there's nothing outside this box. So what I'm trying to do on my journey now is just tell people, hey, guess what? Why don't you look outside the box? Why don't you stick your head to the right or to the left? Why don't you consider something that even if it's shocking to you right now, it just might be possible that that is actually truth and we've all been controlled. And here's the thing, this is not about blame. We've all been manipulated. We all fell for stuff. It has, it's, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's equal rights in that sense of like all of us getting discriminated against in the sense of not seeing our true essence. So all I'm trying to do is say, Hey, you're actually more powerful. You're actually beautiful. You're actually intuitive. You actually can listen to your soul and make a decision. Why don't you turn down the noise and listen to your soul? Yeah. That's a lot of no, I love that. And I think it's, it's, I can't wait to get into that even more with you later on because it's, it's such an important topic. And I, I truly believe that we're all, you know, as a, as a sort of race, we've become so disconnected from our true self, you know, from our soul selves, and we're just totally out of alignment with everything. So actually on that note, how would you say for people listening, what's a sort of starting point for them, would you say, in trying to get in touch with that side, if it feels so you know, different to them. They don't even know where to start. Um, I think the first thing would be to silence the mind. We need to actually pull out and unplug from all the distractions, the TV, the shows, the sports. And I'm not saying that you can't like any of that stuff. Siren going by now. (laughs) I'm not saying that you can't watch that stuff. I'm saying we need to pull out of we need to pull out of being so plugged into that, that that is ruling our life. You know, if you want to watch a movie, you want to watch a football game or a baseball game. I mean, do whatever you want to do. But when we get so addicted to that and that there's nothing outside of that, and then we become zombies, right? That like that controls our frontal lobe, then we have a problem. So disconnect, go in nature, go in silence, Connect back to your soul, journal, 
ask yourself, why am I doing the things that I do? Half of the things that we do are because society told us and we actually haven't stopped to think, wait a minute, does this actually serve me? Why do we grow up, get married, have kids and do whatever? If you want to do that, great. But actually that's not for everyone. And that's okay too. Why are we so judgmental of, oh my God, you're older, not married. Oh my God, you didn't go to college. Oh my God, you didn't do this. Really? Since when is there one prescription for everything, right? So we have to stand back and ask ourselves, hey, you know, I always felt like I didn't want to go to college. And now I'm realizing, you know, maybe there's a reason why I'm not going because it's not for me. And actually my path is to go left when everyone's going right. And I'm going to start a business and I'm going to use my innate wisdom and guidance from spirit to help people in a way that doesn't look like it, it hasn't been done before. Maybe just maybe Aquarian age hint, hint, that's where we're going. Right. <laughs> I love that. Actually, now you've mentioned it, the Aquarian age, I'd love to talk to you about because this is obviously an age we've all moved into, whether some of us are aware or not, <laughs> we've moved into it. So what does that exactly mean for everyone? Yeah. So, you know, it's a little controversial of when did the Aquarian age um, really start? And the reality is I don't have the answer. You know, I haven't been around for thousands of hundreds of you know years. So I don't know. I can't say, oh, like, you know, back in, you know, 1810, it, you know, I, I don't have the answer. Um, but I will say we are full fledged in it right now. And that's what's important. You know, the Aquarian age, and I actually just did a 2021 um, astrology webinar of looking ahead to show you the energy. The energy. I know, the I've, got, I've got it, but I haven't had a chance to watch oh, it. The internet's been too yeah, crap yeah. to download it, so I can't wait to watch Listen, the replay. It all year, so you could do it whenever, and it's going to help you understand. So I really encourage people to get that. And we're adding a meditation to that. We're adding journal prompts to it, and just really to help guide people through this journey. Um, but the Aquarian age, it's really about power to the people. And that's where there's a lot of crumbling coming down now. Right now, the government is trying to control everything and people are getting angry. People are rising up and people are saying, no, listen, if you want to do that, that's great. I respect if someone else wants to do something, but leave me alone. That's the Aquarian age, right? And so there's going to be a lot of chaos. There's going to be a lot of turmoil because when you have people pushing an agenda and people are pushing back, right, what happens? We have a clash. So it's power to the people. It's uh, thinking outside the box. It's saying, you know what? Actually, I don't want to send my kid to a regular school. I think that it should be like this. Hey, you know what? There's a group of um, people in the community. Let's come together and let's create our own community and let's create our own tribe, whatever you want to call it, right? Of like-minded souls and let's do it like this. So if it doesn't exist, I say, create it on your own. That's Aquarian age. Right. And it's very, you know, very futuristic. Um, we're going to be seeing technologies that we could have never even understood before and things that I can't even tell you because, again, it's beyond my scope of consciousness until it drops down into whoever creates it. Right. I always say, look back at Facebook before Facebook existed. And I don't know if your audience is even old enough, but before Facebook existed, I couldn't have said to you, you know, what? actually, there's going to be this thing called Facebook. And we're going to go online and we're going to connect with people all over, right? We didn't even have the understanding. So that's where we're at right now, this huge jumping off and I'm getting chills right now. Um, and, you know, with that is a beautiful thing because it's new technologies to bring people together. But then there's also a very, very strong shadow side of when is too much, um, too much, right? When is uh, putting microchips in you and everyone's like, oh, conspiracy theory. I'm not talking about stuff that you're seeing right now. I'm talking about future that mm -hmm. is happening. Artificial intelligence is taking over, not a conspiracy. 
And then people say it's a conspiracy. They're just not able to see that scope of consciousness yet. So, you know, beautiful that it's going to help us in some respects, but also dangerous that it's going to start infiltrating our mind. Already your phones read your mind. You know, people don't realize this. Call it a conspiracy theory again. They don't read this. They read your mind and they put up programs and they put up ads and they suggest things. You know, I know people that are working um, with Cambridge Analytica in, um, you know, Europe um, and um, they're testing a lot with vaccines, with artificial intelligence, right? That all of it's connected. And people that are, um, my friend is talking to someone in the building that lives there where they're doing a lot of testing and there's already been um, AI interference coming on their um, WhatsApp saying, hello, um, perhaps maybe you should not question someone when they're doing this, right? And then that artificial intelligence is pretending like it's from the person they were talking to when it was not. So this is what we are moving to, which is a slippery, slippery slope. So again, with everything, there's light and dark, and we're seeing this Aquarian age, we're moving so quickly into also a higher consciousness. So we're also moving into higher realms, which we're getting more consciousness, getting more clarity, getting more connection with, um, you know, ETs or higher dimensional beings, which is not something made up because we talk to it all, we talk to them all the time, right? It's already happening. So this is going to actually become normal as in the years to come. So anyways, that was my, the long and the short of that. I love all that though. It's so, it's so, I mean, even just the, like you say, extraterrestrial thing, it's, I find it so funny that we as humans are arrogant enough to think that we're the only life in space. It's like, guys, come Thank on. You. <laughs> Thank you. And that is such a small, narrow-minded view. And that's where we're at right now with society. Cause right now everyone's looking through the people on their door, you know, um, the eye hole, the keyhole, whatever it's called in your front door, everyone's looking through that and yelling at people when they see something else. And what I'm saying is stand back, open your eyes, use all your senses. You are a multidimensional being. You are not just your left brain logical, which is definitely helpful. And we need that on earth, but there's so much more. Yeah, I totally agree. I, um, Okay, so before we go into that, I'd love to ask you just, first of all, I remember watching, for example, your work in 2019, and you were already talking about something big was going to happen in 2020. You couldn't say what it was, but because of the alignment of the planets, you knew it wasn't going to be something we were going to enjoy (laughs) and to sort of strap in and, you know, wait to see what comes. And of course, 2020 was a year that no one enjoyed and no one expected, and it all played out exactly as you could see it in the stars. So when you see things like this from the alignments of the planets, how do you deal that with that yourself and, you know, being able to be like, okay, that's quite an aggressive move coming. How do we sort of like allow people to know this without freaking them out? And how do I deal with that myself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's so beautiful about astrology because I still, I love the people that are like, astrology is fake. And I'm like, oh, you know, God bless (laughs) your soul. You know, I'm not talking about the horoscopes and magazines and like Vogue and Teen Cosmo. That's not what I do. That's not what other astrologers do, right? We saw this coming any any informed astrologer knew 2020 was not going to be easy. And when I saw this in 2019, I actually did not know what to say because, you know, I, I, I did an Insta story and I came on, I was in shock. I probably should have sat down and really <laughs> mapped out what I was going to say, but I was in such shock when I saw this because I knew what was coming that I went on an Insta story and I said, oh my God, you guys, 
there's some stuff that we have to talk about. And I didn't say this part because I didn't purposely didn't want to scare people. You know, the point of astrology is not to instill fear into people, but I saw that we were going to a conjunction of planets that were opposing each other during 9-11. And so when you understand astrology, you understand the cycles. And obviously we have a different consciousness than then, but you see the patterns that happen. Okay. So once I saw that, I said, okay, I said, the universe is going to get our attention. And I said, it's going to happen in any way that it needs to, right? And so, and then actually in the 2021 webinar, I go back, I start with 2020 because, oh, there's just two random dogs running by. (laughs) (laughs) When I I start in the 2020 webinar with 2020, because I have to tell you what built to get us here today, okay? Because we can't just start in 2021. So when I saw what was going on, I knew that it was going to be something huge. And here's the thing I want to say. I'm all for being positive. I I don't think that we should sit in fear all day long, but I believe in practicality and I believe in being realistic. And when everyone was like 2020, 20 vision, the year, best year of my life. And I was like, well, you just need to know what's their stuff coming yeah. and it's not going to be pretty and we're not going to like it. And people are like, oh, you're being negative. And I'm like, you know, I really hope that we can get to a consciousness when the people can stop saying, hey, you're being negative and say, you know what, you're actually being realistic and let's look into it. So to answer your question is, listen, we're on earth. I have a very different perspective than a lot of people. You know, when 2020 happened, of course, it's horrific. And of course, people are dying. And of course, people are out of money and people are shutting down the economy and it's making people depressed. And these are all horrible things. But I also knew that right when this happened, I said, you know what? I understand why I went through my spiritual journey 12 years ago to be here to hold space for people because I got this, right? I understand, not understand everything that's going on, but these things don't frighten me because we live, I understand that we live on earth. Earth is dense. We have a denser um, frequency than some other um, realities, some other dimensions, and with that comes light and dark. And we have people that are unconscious on this earth plane. So I understand that we didn't come here just to sit in a bed of roses and you know <laughs> laugh all day long. And as beautiful as that is, we are here to enjoy the pleasures of life. But I understand what that comes. And I'm a spiritual teacher, meaning I don't know everything. I'm not pretending to know everything, but I'm understanding consciousness and what we're here for. This is a temporary experience that we are going through and not everything is pretty. You know, some of the things that we signed up for with our family, with our parents and people are like, oh, I would have never asked for that. You know what? We did. We signed up for that. My childhood was really hard and that is exactly what I needed to make me into the person I am today. So I see things on a different perspective than a lot of people, right? You know, of course we have emotions and we have an emotional body and things are upset and we're allowed to cry and we're allowed to get angry and, and we're allowed to feel because we are here to feel, but I always say feel and then move through it and don't let that define your future. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. You've got to feel it to heal it, as they say, because yeah. it's just nothing, nothing, nothing gets healed otherwise. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's such an interesting, like you say, it's a different perspective and it's one that I truly believe myself, you know, like you talking about, choosing our circumstances I truly believe that we all choose our parents for our soul's evolution 100 already told me that we yeah. choose our entire family we incarnate into soul groups we incarnate into certain times um with also astrology because some of the outer planets um are in the same sign for many uh, years and so that is a soul group that we it's like a soul clan that we incarnated in to live out those lessons and that frequency and so we we choose everything from the macro to the micro 
Love that. It's um, so, I mean, okay, talking about the circumstance that we're all going through together as a collective, what do you think that's the greater picture for this is really for us? You know, um, that's a good question. And I think it depends on who you ask. I think that some people are like, um, oh, it's going to be beautiful soon. And the reality is, I think eventually we're going to get there. But I don't even know if that's in our lifetime, you know. And again, I'm not saying yes or I'm not saying no, because I don't know, because it depends on the consciousness of people. It depends on how quickly people start to wake up and to see something bigger. And if you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's saying this, you know, wear your mask, um, get your vaccine and and shut up. And because people are dying. I'm not saying that people are not dying or have not died. What I'm saying is pull back and look at a bigger picture. The narrative does not make sense. Right. So it really depends on how quickly people wake up. But of course, this is happening and this is coming to light. You know, we're going, Pluto is in the last degrees of Capricorn and Capricorn is all about government top down, right? So we are a couple years more of intensity with this. We're having a Pluto return with the United States chart, right? So there's going to be a lot of heat. I mean, obviously this is a global situation, but there's a lot of heat in the United States. So we are, we have a couple more years and I, you know, even in the beginning of um, when we thought this was two weeks to flatten the curve, right? Two weeks. And this was before I really understood what was going on. I sat down in med- meditation and I got three years of major intensity. And I was like, what? No way. Oh my God, can't be. Because that, you know, two weeks, that's all we knew. And now I'm understanding that that's correct. We have several years of intensity. So it doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It doesn't mean to get scared and get depressed. It means that we are here and we all chose to incarnate to contribute with this awakening of something bigger, right? This, I am not, there is a virus. People are getting sick. And I'm telling you that with that, that's the Trojan horse. And there's so much more going on besides that. Mm. Yeah. And so when you talk about, okay, awakening, for example, just as uh, an understanding for some people who are listening are very spiritual and some might not be, what do you define at the moment people needing to sort of awaken to? Is it a different level of consciousness? Is it a different perspective? What is that for you? Yeah. And if you, you know, this, one of those things, if you ask anyone that hasn't gone through a spiritual journey, um, they're like, I didn't, I don't understand. I didn't, I didn't know. And they couldn't get it until afterwards. And they were like, holy shit, I can't believe I thought that. I can't believe I, I was looking at that. And you just, and it's not like, it's not like, oh, these people are better than you. No, we're all beautiful. It's just a different level of consciousness. And that's what we don't understand on earth. We go through different levels and layers of consciousness where our mind expands and can see a bigger picture. So um, I'm sorry, I, I just went blank on your question. What was your question exactly? <laughs> I want to make sure that I answer it. Thank you. No, it was just how did you define sort of awakening to what's going on around us at the moment for people who are listening? Yep. I would say it's an understanding of pulling back Right. So now, so uh, many people right now are, it's like, they get so angry. If you have a belief outside yours and you yell and you bully and you troll, that's a clear indication to me that you are stuck in fear and that's okay. I'm not actually mad at you. I understand because it's a scary time. If I didn't see a bigger picture, I would probably be the same as well. So I actually have more compassion for people even yelling at me than you would think. Not that it's okay and not that I'm going to accept this or anyone else should accept this, but it's about understanding that you need to pull back. And most of the stuff that society believes to be true is because we are conditioned to believe it's true. We are conditioned from birth, 
We have fluoride in everything. Fluoride calcifies your pineal gland, actually makes your bones and your joints stiff, and it dumbs us down, right? That's one thing. We are programmed by television. We are programmed in spells to not think outside. When we, when we are scrolling on Instagram for hours and hours, we're watching TV for hours and hours, we don't have to think for ourselves. We are controlled. We are puppets. We are slaves to the system. So what I'm saying, and this does not make sense until you have this epiphany and this awakening of, holy shit, I was seeing this and now I see it the other way. You cannot see it. Ask any single person again that all of a sudden has clarity now. They're saying, oh my God, I would have been the first one to yell at you. I would have been the first one to say this. I get it. We've all been there, right? And that's sad that as a society, we are fighting each other instead of trying to shift our consciousness to actually, because what happens when we raise our consciousness, we are more loving, we are more tolerant, we see the bigger picture, we have access to our psychic abilities, we can um, generate more um, money on an easier level because we're connected to the quantum realm, not the TV realm, right? Not the Instagram realm, not the Facebook realm that controls us, that dumbs us down because we are easier to manipulate and control when we do not think for ourselves. Right now, we have gotten so far away from the innate intelligence of our bodies that we actually trust the government with our bodies over what our bodies are actually telling us. And we yell at people for saying, how dare you listen to your body? Really? I went through so many years of a health crisis, again, on the ground, crawling, slurring my words, brain fog so bad I couldn't look at a birth chart, I couldn't remember my name. If you would have asked me my address, I couldn't even have told you. So incredibly sick, right? Um, from so many layers and from poisons from childhood, right? From heavy metals, from the from what's in our food, um, from the GMOs, from, and then if your body is not strong already, and you get any kind of virus, it's gonna be a domino effect. And we're not gonna see the source of it, we're just gonna blame it on something else, right? So we are so dumbed down by society and we are taken out of our power. I am telling people to come back to our body. Our, I, that's why my podcast is called Cosmic Bodies. We are innate intelligence. Our bodies are frequencies, our bodies are electric, our bodies are vibrational beings, we're multidimensional beings. And until we understand that, we're not going to be able to treat our bodies in the way that it needs to be treated. You know, healthcare, as we know it right now, is emergency medicine. I always say this, and thank God we have emergency medicine. I am so grateful for the doctors that are there in the emergency room. Thank you. But it is not actual healthcare. It's putting a Band-Aid on things. And if somebody wants that, okay, but, you know, taking antibiotics and taking medicine all day long it's not actually, it might help you in the short term because it's going to stop some of your symptoms. But why do you think we have all these symptoms and these issues later on? And we just call it old age. No, that's not actually the case. It's because we're poisoning ourselves. So yeah. until we understand that that's not, and that's again, we're brainwashed to believe that's true. I get it. When I got sick, I kept going to the doctor. They kept giving me antibiotics and they kept making me worse and worse and worse and worse for months and months until spirit told me to stop. And I started listening to them. And then I went to Ayurvedic medicine. I went, got Panchakarma for um, a week and they did daily enemas, multiple enemas a day, um, lymph nodes, um, massages, um, herbs meant for me. And um, in one week I changed and stopped getting the flu. I got the flu about eight, nine times in a row because my body was rejecting everything. And then I stopped and never got the flu again, right? So 
we have to listen. So I get it. I get why people, they're so fearful and I get it. I have compassion for you, but I'm asking you to take a step back and question everything that you are doing. That's what we need to do in 2021. Question everything you're doing. The North node is in Gemini. We need to see other points of view, not just our old dogmatic beliefs, South node and Sagittarius. Again, long story short. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think it's such a, it comes back to that point of, you know, understanding people needing to really move into a time of understanding to listen to their intuition instead of their mind. Because I always say to people, you know, if you want to know the difference between your conditioning and your intuition, it's all the times you've spoken yes, but you felt no. You know, that's like the kind of <laughs> the feeling and the prime example that people are very disconnected as a society, which I think is one of yep. the saddest parts of, of now, of how much we've undervalued, you know, intuition and spirituality over the last well, 100 years, really, mainly. Um, but, okay, talking about your astrology as well, I'd love to know, so in terms of you say that we can see, obviously, things come forward, like you said, like you you know saw what was going to happen in 2020, but different energies are at play, and then we can use these things to our advantage. It's not just, okay, this is what's happening, and you're kind of screwed. <laughs> right, not never, never, never. The astrology that I try to teach people is to empower themselves. Yeah, which I think is amazing. So in terms of, okay, like if you say you read someone's chart and you see an energy that isn't that great, how do you sort of go about helping them with that? And then how do you get them to sort of capture the really great energy that you see coming as well? Yeah, I mean, listen, there's no good or bad in the chart. It's just understanding um, different levels of consciousness. And that's what transits do. You know, when I'm looking at a chart and I see the transits, they tell me a shift in consciousness. So, you know, if I, you know, I'm coming up to a Pluto transit, Pluto opposing my moon, that is not easy. And I, you know, I already know some things that are going to happen. And at the same time, I don't know things that are going to happen. And so what we have to understand is that when we go through these transits, it's actually aligning us with our highest good. And it's for our highest good, even if that means taking out the house, taking out a a husband, a a wife, a relationship, you know, whatever that looks like, a job, you know, going broke and having to start over. Things like that can happen, but it's for your highest good. You know, really, it depends on the client. I don't do a lot of readings anymore because I did them for, you know, nine years straight. And um, I'm doing more group stuff now, but it depends on the client. And, you know, I've learned enough to know that I'm very good at reading someone and understanding what they're going to be able to absorb and not. So it's never about lying. It's just about saying, you know, am I going to tell them, am I going to really get deep in it? Or am I going to tell them what they're ready to hear? Because they're not even going to hear me anyways, because I have so much experience with this, they're not going to hear me. So, but my goal is to not be like, oh, this is going to be a shitty time uh, to let them know, hey, there is going to be some turmoil and let's talk about it. So this is what's happening. We're trying to remove the layers so that you can be more clear, right? And with that comes some confusion. With that comes some, you know, could be some anger. It could be some tears, right? Um, that is normal and to be expected as we're going through a transformation. So you know, really it's about helping them become their best self. That's what astrology is. You know, Mm -hmm. I've had so many people come to me and be like, oh my God, I'm so scared. I've had another astrologer saying that I'm going to be miserable for two years. Well, that's disgusting. I would never say that to someone. That's horrible. We have a responsibility. Even when I teach my astrology mystery school, 
you know, and level two, the first day um, when I start, I, I put them in meditation and I talk to them and I'm like, you have a responsibility. You are giving people information. You need to be mature about this. You need to respect other people's viewpoints and you need to really see the bigger picture and not put people in fear. I said, this is your oath. This is a beautiful, mystical tool and it's being passed down and you have to take this, um, it's an honor, you know, this is a code and you have to pass this on in the best way possible. So no, I don't do astrology to scare people. And I'm sorry if anyone else had a session where they said, oh, your life's going to be shit. You know, that's not the case. But if someone is going through a Saturn transit and they're depressed and they come to me, I'm like, hey, listen, I know why you're depressed. It makes sense. And I'm going to tell you why, because Saturn is heavy. It does. It sometimes does make people depressed. It makes people sluggish. And because the point is we have to slow down and it forces us to look at the stuff we don't want to look at. So instead of just feeling into the depression, let's feel into, let's make a list of, okay, what is it that I feel so shitty about right now? Oh, then next to it, right? What is it asking of me? How could I mature through this? Because that's what Saturn wants you to do. It doesn't matter if you come to me at 16 or 85, Saturn wants you to mature, right? So that's how we look at it. And that's why this is such a beautiful tool but I always, always, always tell people astrology is not everything. It's a tool. Just like numerology is not everything. It's a beautiful tool. Tarot is not everything. It's a beautiful tool, right? And then there's people that fight about, oh, Vedic astrology is better than Western. No, they're both beautiful. It just depends on, you know, everything is saying the same thing. It just depends on what is your tool that you use. They're all beautiful. They have their own space, right? So if anyone's like, oh, Vedic is better because Western sucks or Western sucks because Vedic is better, then you're telling me that you don't understand the magic um and the mysteries of life yeah I love that you say that actually because um I've only ever had two astrologers on the show you being the second and the first one is an amazing Vedic astrologer and oh, you're incredible. a western astrologer so I was like I want to get one amazing of each type because I think it's really interesting yeah actually. and I hope that Vedic astrologer was open to the magic of so many other things because who am I to be like, oh, I know astrology. So it is the only tool in the world that is correct. I mean, no, it's a divination tool. We have many. This is since a mystical times, this is ancient times. This is, this is nothing new. <laughs> I'm just sharing it, right? So if someone's a master at tarot, great. That's beautiful. You know, someone's a master at numerology, great. Amazing. Why don't you share it with me? Because we're actually saying the same thing. That's why I always say human design is a great tool. It's not everything. Astrology is a great tool. It's not everything. And gene keys is a great tool. And it's not everything. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, these ancient tools, I mean, like you say, astrology has been around for <laughs> centuries, but why do you think now it's come to a time where people are, I think, more open to it again, and people have been very closed off about it for, you know, the years previously? Do you yeah. think it's something we're moving into again, hopefully? Yeah, it's funny because we're moving into like the new age, right? But the new age is actually the old age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but with a new consciousness. So new ideas, right? New technology, right? So it's new technology with the old age. And I think that because here's the thing, you can only keep people small for so long and dumbed down. And as we are shifting into higher dimensional frequencies, what happens? We open up, we're opening up parts of our consciousness that were dormant before. This junk DNA, it's not junk DNA. Scientists just didn't know what to do with it. So they called it junk DNA, right? These things are going online. They're activating. So when we activate our higher dimensional frequencies, we have access and wisdom to a greater scope of consciousness. So of course, these tools from ancient times, and guess what? We're doing a modern day book burning with the censorship. It's the same damn thing. So when that starts happening, 
I said, you know what? Here we go again. I'm not scared, so I'm going to keep going. So let's fucking go, right? I'm not stopping, <laughs> right? This is old news. It's like snooze fest, right? We've done this before. Like get something new, get something creative. Like I'm not afraid of you, right? We've done this before. It's embedded in my soul. My soul knows this story. And guess how it always turns out? The light always wins. I'm not saying it's tomorrow. I'm not saying it's next month, but the light always wins because love is the highest frequency in the, um, in the universe. It can never falter. It will always win. So we might have to go through dark to get there, but it will always win. So you know what? Who cares if someone gets killed off? You know, not someone else, but I'm saying me, like whatever. I, at least I go down speaking my truth. Right. And again, it's not going to happen because they're just trying to shut people up. You know, it's just, it's whatever it is, but Again, my soul knew what's going on. So I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, which trials, part 10, we're back. That's what, exactly what's happening with censorship. <laughs> yeah, I think the idea of censorship is something that people are so out of touch with, especially in, and I think people the- people like it. People are encouraging it. And you know what I always say? Hey, uh, you know, there's people that they say things I do not agree with. And I actually think is incorrect. But you know what I always say? They have a right to say it on their platform. You know, unless they're um, openly being like, I'm going to kill someone. No, that's horrible. Then that you need to stop, right? But just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean that I have the right to tell you to stop talking. That That's your business. Say it on your platform. Just don't come on mine, right? Just like I'm not coming on yours. Yeah. But, 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 but people don't have the consciousness to see that. And that's where the bullying starts. Yeah, and you know, I've actually been so bullied by the spiritual, the um, the sorry, the astrology astrology community. I've been bullied by them because I have different beliefs. They they didn't want me to be on a podcast I was on with other people. They were bullying to get me off. Um, I mean, it's horrible. And I'm like, actually, hey, we don't say the same thing. Wait, why don't I say? Oh my God, you should! I can't believe that I was on a podcast with you. You know what? No, I'm not saying that because I actually don't care. Hey, it's your viewpoint, and I have mine. That's great. So, so there's a lot of dark and a lot of people that call themselves spiritual don't even actually know what spirituality means. Spirituality means truth from different angles of a consciousness, right? So just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean I have the right to shut you up. Just go speak, do your thing because you don't intimidate me. I love that. I think it's, it's really interesting though as well, because I know from following you on Instagram, for example, that you've been, <laughs> been shadow banned and certain things like many people in different, um, communities are on Instagram but people aren't aware of it unless they follow them and then are like yeah. no this can't be going on it's like no it is they're just no, speaking what they want to speak and then they're getting you know yeah. cancelled for and, a few weeks oh yeah when I hear people say what censorship I'm like that tells me exactly all we need to know and that tells me that you need to open up your scope of consciousness and that tells me that you are stuck in the program not your fault not blaming you not saying that you're a bad person but that shows me that you're stuck in the narrative yeah it's uh, so interesting so okay you talked about briefly like a definition there for you what does spirituality personally mean to you because I know it means something different to everyone and I love asking people this question on the podcast so what does it mean to you yeah I don't know if I have one answer and I'm not saying that my answer is exact but spirituality to me to me means higher consciousness, higher perspective, all viewpoints, seeing something from a bird's eye view and understanding how we are all connected, that nothing happens in isolation, that it's a ripple effect and everything is connection. And to me, that's truth. You know, I was raised um, Jewish. I have 
my roots are deep, deep, deep Judaism, deep um, Kabbalah. You know, my soul has been a rabbi many, many, many times. So in this lifetime, early on, I was like, mm, and I'm not really into Judaism this time because I was exhausted. That's what I like to say. I'm like, I was exhausted <laughs> so many times, but I can still see why I chose a Jewish parents, right? But to me, um, you know, religion is great if someone wants to follow that. But when we're brought up and raised, whether it's Catholic, Christian, Jewish, um, Hindu, Muslim, whatever it is, we're just indoctrinated into that. So my question is, take a step back and ask, okay, why do I believe the things that I do? Why is the church telling me to do this? Why is the temple telling me to do this? Why? So to me, spirituality is I'm coming to the conclusion through my truth, not because someone else told me to say it. And I'm not saying that you can't follow Catholicism or you can't follow Judaism. I'm saying do whatever you want to do. But to me, spirituality is asking questions and why does it make sense to you? I love that answer. And it's so true because I actually remember when I was younger, we had to go to chapel at school and I always grew up believing in God, but then we had to go to chapel. We got made to go to chapel every week, like go, go, go. And I used to just eventually be like, oh my God, I really hate going to chapel. And then I didn't want to get confirmed. And my mom was a bit like, oh my God, you don't want to get confirmed. Like, you know, cause she's very Christian. And then I obviously went on this whole journey myself and, you know, spiritual journey and um, have my own understanding of spirituality now and what makes sense to me and instead of following a religion. And I think, coming back to that like you say it's absolutely perfect whatever anyone wants to do for themselves yeah. is perfect and I think yeah. that's the problem with what this whole sort of world we live in at the moment it's so divisive like if I want to have my own sense of spirituality that works for me that's amazing if you know you want to be <laughs> a Catholic that's amazing whatever it is whatever makes you happy all I'm saying is ask questions and zoom out and connect with your truth, not the one that was put on top of you. I love that. So to finish, is there any um, intention or mantra that you try to live by that keeps you on track? Oh, good question. Um, I mean, we're, for me, we just keep talking about truth is I live my truth. It doesn't have to be yours. And that's okay. But I live my truth. That's why I'm not going to shut up anytime soon. That's why I share my beliefs. And if you don't, resonate with it, then that's okay. But for me, this is my life. I'm not going to get to the end of my life and be like, damn, I wish I said something, but I was so scared that what, you know, a troll on Instagram was going to say about me, you know, God bless you because I would never troll somebody else. And if someone needs to do that, that just shows me you're in so much pain. So for me, I just, I live by my truth. I live by my own rules and I do what I need to do, right? I knew early on that I couldn't go to office, work nine to five and be on someone else's schedule. I'm like, what? That doesn't work for me. No. So it's like, I've just created my life to work for me because that's my truth. And that's what I live by. I love that. And I think it's something everyone needs to try and live by, especially these days. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this. It's so interesting and amazing to talk to you. So thank you, Danielle. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so beautiful. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with the amazing Danielle. I know that Danielle is a very powerful energy to listen to, and I so enjoyed our conversation. It might not be some people's cup of tea because they might not be open to listening to that sort of thing yet, or you might have totally adored it. Whatever it is for you, I hope that you stick around for the next guest. And if you did enjoy the episode, then do let me know on social media or let Danielle know. We would love to hear from you. 
I think it's really important to take away what Danielle said today with an open mind and ask yourself the main thing that came up in this whole episode, whether you are spiritual or whether you're not. The main thing to take away is asking yourself, why do you believe the things that you do? Like she said, we're so often just conditioned to our own beliefs without even knowing why we have them. And it really is a time in the world where things are shifting so much that we have to ask ourselves, why do I believe the things that I do? And ask ourselves the questions and zoom out a bit. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you are enjoying the podcast. And if you are, I would so appreciate it if you take two minutes to just leave your rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it really helps me to get even better guests to bring to you to help you through your own stresses and struggles. Thank you and stay tuned.